Great. Okay. Case studies with Dr. Moon. Now, all of these I have put on here that all of the cases have been altered to predict uh, client confidentiality. And I have to say that these actually are totally made up. I didn't, uh, I didn't use anything from anybody else for that. So even though I'm saying the names have been changed, these are not really cases at all. So our first case is the case of the lackluster teen. This is Sarah. And remember, I have this chat over here, guys. So if you ever have anything that you want to just pop in and say, go ahead and just put it over in the chat. All right. So here's our, our girl, Sarah. And I've picked out some really great images for you to make it fun and exciting as we go along. So what happens with Sarah is we've been uh, referred to her by her classroom teacher. And some of the things that have been going on with her is she's been a really productive member at school. She's involved with all these great things, the honor society, the dean's list. But then dun, 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 after winter break, Sarah just it just all goes down with her. Her grades are dropped. She's not happy playing basketball anymore. And her teacher said, hey, let's talk about what's going on. And Sarah storms out of the room in a rage. And here we have very angry Sarah storming out in a rage. So the teacher went and did a parent-teacher conference and the parents were more concerned about Sarah's behavior than they were about her grades. So now she's with me, the school counselor. How am I going to proceed with something like that? Now, sometimes for teens, when you when you are um, when you're first meeting up with them or tweens, they don't know why they're talking to you, and it can be very uncomfortable for them because they're just like, "Why am I in the counselor's office?" So these are some tips that I use to help make them feel a little more at ease. Student comes in, I'll say to them. Um, hey, you know, what's up? I know you're wondering why you're here, but every so often, every semester, you know, I like to call in kids and see what's going on with them. So I thought I'd just, you know, call you and just, we could just talk about what's going on. And so that makes it a little bit, you know, she can be like, oh, you know, I'm not in trouble. She may not be happy about, about chatting with you, but using that as kind of your intro that you always do this kind of thing and you like to talk about stuff that will set them at ease. Now, another thing that you'll want to do is give her a compliment. And I know that sounds really false, you know, like, oh, why am I complimenting somebody? But as I told you before in the lecture, everybody likes to talk about themselves. So, you know, something like this, like here I have, I love the bright color of your earrings. That's something that you can compliment her on and you know that's something that she chose you know she chose those pink earrings and now that I'm looking at this girl on here I see that her braces the her braces and her eyeshadow match the hot pink earrings so she's got a hot pink thing going on so I would say something like that just hey you know that's cool and automatically she's going to start to feel a little bit better with you because you noticed something about her that she um that she thought enough about to to make a, a deal about it now, you're going to want to start in with the open-ended questions, and you want to start in on something neutral. You never want to call them in and say, hey, your teacher referred you because she's worried about what's going on, or, you know, your parents are really upset because you're not doing so well in basketball. Don't bring up any of that. You're just trying to establish this rapport with her um, and to, and to be someone that she feels that she can talk to. So these are some things that I would do, and I'm gonna say them in the way that I would say them if I was talking to her actually. So you can kind of get the rhythm of how I do it and how I do it very gently so that 
it, it, no one ever feels like like they're under, you know, they're under attack. So um, I would say, oh my gosh, okay, I know that you're on the JV team, right? JV basketball. Okay, so what position do you play? There's an opening right there. So she can say, you know, just one word, whatever it is. Yes, I play this, I play that. And that can be kind of closed. You know, she's just giving you this one straight answer. But then you can bring into, you can say, okay, I'm not real familiar with how basketball goes, but I think that your position, well, wait a minute, I'm not actually sure what your, <laughs> tell me what your position does. Okay, and then she'll probably start to talk about what her position is, because that's something she knows about, that's something that she feels safe about, and it would be okay. Now, snoots, oh, we need dogs. Um, another question that you might say is, hey, what is the hardest team that you guys have ever played? And then if she says, you know, whatever it was, you say, well, tell me about that. What made them, what made them particularly difficult? Okay, see how I'm kind of just, it's just conversational. We're just chatting about stuff. Now, here's another one. Have you ever thrown a free throw? And I genuinely am curious if she's ever thrown a, a free throw. And if she has, you'd be like, whoa, that's crazy. Tell me about it. And if she hasn't, say, what do you, now, what do you have to do to do the free throw? Is it, you know, it's how far behind, you know, and that'll give her an opening to talk about that. But let's say that she's hard. She's a hard, tough nut to crack. Okay, so here's some other things that I would recommend. You know that she's been into drama. You know that she played Peter Pan in the spring show. You know that she played it, but you're going to kind of act as if you're not exactly sure. And I know that you see this kind of bumbling. You're saying like, Dr. Moon, why do I act like I'm not really sure about these things? It's not that you're not sure. It's just that you're using you're using that as a technique to engage someone and to kind of open them up and want to talk about something. So I'd be like, hey, did you play, was it Peter Pan in the past show that they just had? And she'd be like, yes or no. And then you can start to bring in some more. Be like, okay, wow, I have only been in a play one time and it was a lot of fun. And so what was your favorite thing about doing Peter Pan? Because that's like the main character, right? That's, that's right, it's super important, okay? And then I also know that Mr. Smee happens to be my favorite character of Peter Pan. But I'm going to, um, I'm going to kind of make a mistake with it. And I think I have this over here. Let me see. Okay. Um, doot, doot. Okay. Uh, I would comment about Mr. Smee and why I think that he's funny. And, you know, because he's kind of goofy and he's donkey, you know, and he wears that stripy hat. And I really like Mr. Smee. So then I would say, well, who's your favorite character? And whoever she says, it doesn't matter. You want to get the fact kind of incorrect. Okay. So you would be like, okay, um, Tiger Lily, is she, is she Peter Pan's, like, is she his girlfriend or is she, is she like Tinkerbell? Normally the kid will correct you because they know a lot about this topic. So they'll be more than happy to kind of share information with you. And then you'd be like, oh, okay, that's right. That's right. I haven't really seen it for a long time. And, um, and that's right now. Okay. I have it in my head now. Okay. And just depending on her responses, some kids will start to open up to you and um, you can kind of use that to kind of get involved a little bit more. Say, well, you were really, you were really active in, in theater last semester, but it sounds like this semester things are not the same. What's, what's the difference? What's changing? Okay. 
you can move into that if you feel like you can, but if you don't feel like you need to move ahead, that's okay too, okay? Now, I also like to have things, and I've told you this before, always have something for kids to mess with with their hands. If they're playing with something at their hands, they can look at that and not look at you, and it can help them focus. And I put this really cute here for you. It says maybe a tiny basketball. You could have that. And guys, it's never wrong to go ahead and plan early for somebody that you're going to see. She's coming in. I know that she likes um, I know that she likes basketball. So maybe I go the day before and buy just one of those tiny little basketballs that you can have on your desk. Plan ahead and be proactive so that you are ready, uh, that you're ready to assist them as soon as they come in. Because you're you're planning this. And whenever you do go into therapy, uh, you know, with a student or in a community mental health setting, always have your goals before you go in. Because if you don't have goals, you're going to get lost in the middle of it and then you're going to get flustered. I always have a goal that I'm going to learn something new about the kid. I'm going to try to learn something new about myself in relation to that kid, which I mean, um, if I'm listening to them, am I starting to feel angry or am I starting to feel uncomfortable with them or um, am I really excited for them? And I think inside myself, like what, what, why am I, why am I thinking these things? I'm really interested in learning more about who I am through this child. Okay, so I have those two things going in. I have that and I have the goal. I want to learn something about the kid. Then I want to teach them one thing. If it's a coping skill or if uh, if it's an affirmation, if it's saying, um, great job for you, or I bet you're really proud that you did that. Giving them that feeling of accomplishment because I want every child to leave a counseling session with me feeling like at least someone heard them or someone tried to tried to tried to get them to be heard and that's very that's very important but i also want to let you know that you can't solve problems in one session so if you have this girl obviously something's dramatically changed from before the you know the first semester when she was doing fine to now when things are not going as well don't ever feel like everything has to be fixed in one session and if you have a session that's absolutely awful. They say nothing, no matter what you do. Peter Pan's coming in, you're talking about sports, you're doing everything absolutely right. And the kid just sits there and stares at you. And you're going to have kids like this, I promise you, that will think if they come to see you that you are um, a disciplinarian or that you're trying to get information out of them for some nefarious reason, you're going to have this happen to you. And I've had kids that will just come in and they'll just cross their arms and just look at me the whole time. Or they'll look down or they'll look up at the wall and it's just like I'm not even there. Nothing I'm saying is happening. That's okay, guys, because you're not going to get through to every kid. And even if you didn't feel like it was productive, like I'm saying, they're leaving and they're probably feeling and they're feeling heard. But also just remember, like I'm saying, it's going to take you several sessions to get comfortable have a child get really comfortable with you so don't you know don't think that all is lost all right so here is our second case study and this is about a, a third grade student and her name is sandra let's see what's going on with her first thing is she is an unattractive student guys we have to be honest some kids are not as attractive as others and that will um 
that changes interactions. You know, kids that are similar like to hang out with each other, but if someone is very different from the group, especially being unattractive because society today is so, you gotta be this, you gotta be perfect, you gotta look good all the time. Sometimes kids that are unattractive get picked on just because everybody has that kind of, oh, we're supposed to hold that as the standard. Now, this student also goes to resource classes part of the day. She's extremely shy, but other students are very fascinating to her. So a lot of times she'll stare at kids just watching what they're doing, but that doesn't always go over so well. Her parents, uh, they work at a local truck stop. They're, you know, they're not very involved parents. Anytime the parent-teacher conference day or if the, the parent has called, they are not responsive. And even as a school counselor, you give them a call and they rarely, they rarely return phone calls. So her classmates, uh, they generally ignore her. There's not any bullying going on in the classroom with her, but they often get kind of creeped out because she'll stare at them. And they'll be like, what? what, what are you looking at? But it's not a, um, you know, it's not really a malicious thing. It's just that they're kind of like, mm, we don't understand this girl. So we're gonna kind of stay out of her way. What are you gonna do? I think the best thing is a two-part solution. Ask the kids for help. Okay, empathy is something that has to be taught. We have to teach kids that everyone is worthy, no matter who they are, or no matter what kind of situation that they're in, okay? If you go in and explain to them why a student is different, for example, you could go in and say, okay, guys, um, I know that Sandra's out of the class right now, and I just wanna kinda of talk to you a little bit about her. I know that she's different, and some things that you may have noticed about her is sometimes she takes extra time to, to figure things out, or I know that sometimes she stares at you guys and that makes you feel weird. Let's talk about that a little bit. What does it feel like when she stares at you? Or what is it like having her in the classroom? Or how is she? how do you feel that she's different from the rest of you? And as they talk about that, you can start to point out, you guys have a different skill set than she does. But what is so important is you guys need to help her out as a classmate. I need you guys to help be a friend to her and help teach her different skills. And I promise you guys, you will learn something really great. So I would do a lesson in class, do a make a friend role play. And here I've got this picture of friends here for you to look at. Dun, 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 dun. I have never been a friends fan, but I thought I would put that in there for fun. Have them role play about being a good friend. How do you talk to somebody? You know, how could you start up a conversation with her? Encourage them to first say hello. I mean, that's the easiest thing. Just every day when they come in, just tell them to make a point to say hello to her. Okay, and because she's extremely shy, if you have classmates that are going out of their way to say hello, things are gonna start to change a little bit. Another thing is to encourage them or, or challenge them actually to ask her a question at lunch or ask her a question at PE or sometimes during the day and really, really listen to what she has to say. And talk to them about listening skills. What does a good listener do? You know, they're not moving around. They are focused on who's talking. They are, um, you know, adding things like, oh yeah, okay, I understand. Asking questions. Explain to them how to do this. And practice with them about really listening. Say, okay, we're gonna do an exercise. I'm going to pretend like I am 
well, you acted out. I'm going to pretend like I'm not particularly listening. And so I can ask him to start telling a story about themselves. And then I would be not interested. You know, I'd just be kind of looking away or I would be doing something like brushing Snoots's hair or, you know, anything. And then say, how did you feel when you were talking to me and I wasn't paying attention to you? In the class, you know, we can have a discussion about that felt uncomfortable or that you didn't care and think and then explain to them, hey, okay, guys, let's turn it around. How do you think she feels if you ask her something, but then you didn't listen to it? So that's bringing the class in. And that's always important. Now, if you are unlucky and you have a class that has a super annoying bully in there, you will need to you'll need to, I always like to talk to the bully privately and I try to get them on my side a little bit. I'd be like, you know, hey, um, Sandra's really having a hard time, but I know that sometimes you have great leadership skills in the class. What is something that you could do to help me out to help make her feel more comfortable in the classroom? And they love it. They love feeling like that they're a leader in some way. So try to do that if you have a kid that's a bully. Now, another thing that we're going to do with her, with Sandra, is some social skills work. I would first go into her classroom and um, and do in, in the resource classroom and do maybe a, a puppet presentation and have the puppets do different role plays about how to say hello, how to ask someone a question, um, how to listen, all these great things. And I love puppets, guys, I promise you. Even if you take a puppet into a fourth grade class and the puppet starts to talk, those children will watch the puppet. It's just, it's really, really amazing. I think, <laughs> I think it's funny. And so when you guys take the puppets in there and try that out and just see how you're no longer here, that this puppet is here. So I, I like puppets. Puppets are just great. So have puppet role play with, with that group as well. And talk to them about how to greet a friend. Hey, talk to them um, how, to, how to talk with your classmates. One thing that you may want to do with special kids is do a repeat after me. So you would say, um, hi, I'm Sandra. Nice to meet you. She practices it back. Hi, I'm Sandra. Nice to meet you. She practices it back. Um, tell me about your day. Tell me about your day. Okay. And you're also modeling for her the appropriate way to say things. So, um, it's just it's just a great thing all around. Do the repeat after me. And for you too, <laughs> you as the counselor who's learning to be a counselor, practice some of the stuff that I'm showing to you. I think what I'm going to do is make you guys a video like a um, a French lesson. You know how they'll say bonjour, je m'appelle Poppy, and then you have to practice it after it. After it. I think I should make you um, some MP3s so that you can practice saying things yourself. You want to get used to knowing what you're going to say. And if if you see a lot of the things that I say are, are kind of, um, are all very similar. You know, tell me about that. I know that you are in drama. I'm not sure. Was Peter Pan, was, <laughs> was Peter Pan the last the last play. Do you see how I'm doing this? So start to think in your mind different ways that you would say something and then you don't have that feeling when you're in a therapy session like what am I supposed to say next? I have no idea. But remember guys, Dr. Moon's rule. If you are in a therapy session and then you realize you have absolutely no idea what to say next, don't say anything at all. That's the silence that you're sitting there and you are you're just being there with that person and it 
at first it's going to, uh, silences are going to feel very awkward, but I promise you the more that you work at it, a silence will not be so scary. And say that you do have a silence and it's going on for a while and you're just kind of getting antsy or whatever. You can say to the client, I see that you're being really quiet right now. What are you thinking about? Okay. And then you can kind of use that as a way to, to end the silence and to, and to move on. Okay. Also, in every class, you're going to have one or two kids that are just your superstars. You, they're just great kids all around. They're kind. Uh, they are, they're always someone that helps other people. They're the great kids in the class. So sometimes what I like to do is pull one or two of those kids out and we'll talk about, hey, we're going to practice this skill with Sandra. Do you guys, um, do you guys mind helping me out with the role play? And normally they are absolutely thrilled to do this. And then they'll start to bond with Sandra because they've had this experience together and they'll start to maybe become a little more protective of her or try to encourage other students to, to also do role plays with her and practice. And it's just it's really nice. And it's a, a fun way to it's a fun way to have the, the whole class eventually start getting involved. So that is the end of Dr. Moon's case studies for tonight.